Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com hill varsity club is opening in omaha this may and is hiring for all hospitality positions do you love elevated food exciting events and having fun at work join our team by applying today at hillvarsityclub.com hill varsity club will feature a next level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer HVC this May. Apply for all front or back of house positions now at HailVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where fitness, nutrition, and mental health come to hang out. I'm Sadie. I'm Sasha. It's the end of October. Spooky season is almost over, unfortunately, if you're watching we us. We got festive. Yeah, we got festive AF today with our little <laughs> apple pumpkins. And I loved... All right, shout out to Target's Halloween section this year because yeah. you're the real MVP. Like, <laughs> you look at any pictures and you see all my Halloween shit up all year long. Where does it come from? Target. <laughs> um, Gracias. Yeah, thank you for being there for us. They just need to have a section called Goth Housewares 24 7, 365. And <laughs> yes. it's just Halloween shit. I'm, let's make it a thing. Goth Housewares. Goth Housewares. Um, but this month we're going to talk about when the helper needs help because this mm. is a really important conversation that doesn't get had enough. A, because people don't like to talk about mental health. Um, mm. B, because people fucking inherently hate asking for help. Yes. Nobody likes to admit that they need help, but it is a thing that you need to do if you're mm. going to be a well adjusted, happy, functional human adult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we actually got this in as a question um, last month when we put out, what do you guys want us to talk about for mental health? And I was like, let's hold on to that one because yeah. it's a, it's a whole podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not limited to a question on a podcast. It's the whole thing. Like sometimes if we don't answer your question right away, it's not because it's not a good question. It's because it's a great question. And we're yeah. like, we need we to need sit to. on that one. That's a whole episode. Let's do that. <laughs> That's a fully. Um, but we're going to talk about this because I feel like a lot of people have struggled with this. I know mm-hmm. I've struggled with this. I know Sasha has struggled with this. There's good chance that you've probably struggled with this or currently are. Yeah. Because let's be completely honest. I don't like to talk about the pandemic anymore because we're almost two years into this motherfucker. It's an endemic, by the way, at this point. It's, yeah. It's, it's what we live with now. Yeah, it's it's life. Um, So, like, I don't want to see TV shows that talk about that in five years, but, like, we're a podcast. We're different. We yeah. run differently. So we <laughs> yeah. talk about things that are pertinent and COVID still pertinent. So yes. here we are. 
Uh, it's been really rough in the mental health department for everyone, I feel like, in the mm-hmm. last you know six to 12 months, especially the last six months since we had that boomerang of, hey, everything's normal. The yeah. fuck? Never mind. We're back in lockdown. It's like, yeah. what? Huh? Damn it. So there's there's a lot going on. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's really hard to ask for help when we feel like we need it. But the thing is, if you're drowning, you need to fucking reach to somebody mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to save yourself if your arms are tired. Like, that's how swimming yeah. works, right? Don't don't swim by yourself. Call the lifeguard. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, you want to put your needs first. Ask for help. And it's not being self- like putting yourself first and taking care of your needs is not being selfish. No, not at all. Like not even kind I of. Mean, I mean, it is, but there's nothing wrong with being selfish. Right. There's nothing wrong with being selfish in certain situations. Yeah. Um, it's completely okay because like we've said before, if there's no one here to make sure that you're good, what good are you? Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't fill someone else's cup if your shit's empty. Yeah, exactly. So and it can be super awkward to admit that you need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and asking for help when you need it. Like, I think that that's something that I struggle with quite a bit. Um, and I put that as our first topic today for a couple of reasons. Um, a, it can be difficult to ask for help when you need it. We've all done this or dealt with it to a certain degree in our lives. We are human beings, but it can be super rough. Like, yeah. I feel like sometimes a lot of us feel like asking for help indicates some kind of weakness um, when in fact it's the exact opposite. Um, Just know that you're not alone and also know that asking for help when you need it is self-care. Yeah, it's hard to admit that you are not perfect and that you might need some assistance. Um, That's not a fun thing to do. It's not a fun conversation to have, but sometimes it's absolutely necessary for your own well-being. Yeah. Um, being, being the kid that was the mom friend growing up, that is still the mom friend. Like I'm, I'm the strong friend for a lot of our friends and it's, it's really hard for me sometimes because it's like, well, I, they're having a day, they're having a day. Who the fuck am I going to talk to? Yeah. You always find somebody. Yeah. Usually it's you. Thank you. (laughs) 100. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it can be rough, but reach out, you know, that lifeline is always there. And if they're really your friend, someone's going to be willing to help you or, or even just to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can frame it as, hey, I don't need you to solve my problems. I just need to talk to somebody about this. Yes. Make sure that if you are talking to a friend about something that is really heavy, A, that you give them a warning that it's coming. Um, yeah. Don't blindside your friends with that. I've done that before. <laughs> they don't like it. Um, but be willing to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It can be hard, but it's a thing everybody needs to do. As we yeah. know, you know, we've been doing this endemic thing now for almost two years, and I think more than ever, it's important to ask for help when you're struggling. And that comes yeah. in different forms and fashions for everyone. Um, for me, some days it's as much as, hey, Phil, can you go scoop the litter boxes? Right. Like, hey, can you do the laundry today? I'm just like, I have days where I just fucking sit on the couch in my sunroom like a houseplant all day. Yeah. And just sit there and read and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And some days I just don't want to do shit because I don't feel well. So it's like, hey, can you give me a hand? And guess what? He always says yes. Sometimes he might roll his eyes if he has to go scoop four cat boxes, but he'll do it. <laughs> um, so figure out what it is that you need and ask for that. That part can also be hard. Take account of what's going on in your yes. life to figure out what you need from somebody. You need to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Make a list. I know it sounds cheesy, but again, therapy is expensive and not everyone can afford it. And this is a tactic they teach you. Exactly. So um, whether it's mental health, whether it's help with daily tasks, a conversation that you just need to vent, someone's out there, whatever that mm-hmm. is, um, go ask for it. You're, you're not the only person on earth that needs help. Yeah. And, but you are the only person that knows what you need. Yes. So uh, keep that in mind. A hundred percent. It does take practice. Like 
I still have to practice at this all of the time. And it's work. If you're not used, especially if you're not used to asking mm-hmm. for help, like ever, um, don't be too proud or feel like you're selfish for asking for it, which may be mo- the most difficult thing to do. Um, I call, I, for myself, this is what I have to say to myself, like, get over yourself. Like <laughs> you need help. Yeah. Fucking ask for help. Yeah, Get yeah, over yeah. yourself. Yeah. You're not too proud. You're not weak. Um, it, it, it's not an indicator of anything other than the fact that you need a little bit of help. Yeah. Um, you're drowning and you need a life preserver. Um, help yourself get more comfortable in playing down any guilt that's associated with asking for help. Superheroes are in movies and in comic books. Yes. You are a human being. Yes. Um, and your past history might help or hurt the fact when it comes to asking for help. Um, mm-hmm. It's just going to depend on what your personal background is. For me, it's always difficult because I always was treated not nicely if I asked for help by yeah. the people that I lived with because they're fucking toxic. Um, but that's why you have to seek out the people that are willing to support you. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have any of those people, maybe it's time to take stock and get some new friends. Yeah. And the, the other thing with like past trauma, I know that as adults, we kind of try to just, I, I call it railroad over it. Mm-hmm. Like you're just trying to chug forward, ignore the fact that- Because we all that, have it and we yeah. just try to, oh, everybody has it. It's there. But if you mm. ignore the fact that it actually happened to you and that is why now as an adult you react or- um, do some of the things that you do. Like I grew up in a similar situation. Like I had to be very independent. Um, you know, you get allowance, go buy your own shampoo. Like don't fucking ask for help is, is what that was saying to me. Yeah. So I think that's translated for me as an adult in not being willing to, or it's very difficult for me to ask for help, but there are things that you can do and processes you can put in place for yourself to take stock of that, take into account all of those things, but then also grow as an adult and a human being. Yeah. Don't, don't look, everybody's got past shit, but Mm -hmm. don't let that run who you are now. And if you do have past shit and it's big past shit, get that shit taken care of. Coming from a place of experience. Hello, we are your future. Therapy sucks. It's fucking hard. You're going to cry a lot. You're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate people around you, but it's fucking worth it. It it like rips open old scabs. Dude, it's not even scabs. It's scars at this point. And you're literally needling underneath that scar tissue and, Pulling all that shit out. The other day I shared um, on Instagram the story of how when I was four years old, my mom got a DUI and I was in the car. Um, and that was like one of the first traumatic experiences I think I had in my life at the age of four. That you remember. That yeah. I Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other one, I, my first memory is a traumatic experience too. My dad was trying to fucking murder my mom and my mom was hiding behind my crib. You know, I've had a real fucked up childhood. You don't realize how fucked up your childhood is. Until Mm -hmm. you step back and look at the full view. Mm -hmm. Um, Go to therapy if you can afford it. If it's available to you, do it. Because goddamn, was I such an unhealthy fucking person in my 20s. I was such an emotionally stunted human being that like, I don't understand how I even still have friends from that decade. Same. Honestly, same. But when I look back on that, the friends that I do still have throughout all of that. the best fucking people. They did. They knew all of that about me. They saw that before I I did. I mentioned a cliche later, so I'll save it that I was just about to blurt out. But it's the same. Like you have to look at the whole fucking picture. Mm-hmm. Like there are reasons you act and react the way that you do as a human being. And yeah. it's, it's not always trauma, but a lot of it is. It's learned behaviors over time. It's a, it's, it's an emotional response to a, tra- a traumatic situation that you went through and it's a go-to. And it sucks because sometimes it happens subconsciously and you don't even know that yes. it's happening. 
And that's when it gets really shitty. So yeah. if that's happening to you right now, please try to seek help if you can. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a free clinic around. There's a therapist. There's a psychiatrist. There's a psychologist. Someone is willing to talk to you. Don't let that shit eat you. Trust me. It's fucking terrible. There's yeah. no way to live. Yeah. Um, we realize that sometimes just saying words and talking about these topics isn't always enough. Um, so like we said, we have a couple of things that you can do to start practicing on keeping those things in check. Yeah. You mentioned lists earlier. Yes. Uh, make lists. I know... That sounds stupid. It, maybe it's archaic. Whatever. Make fucking lists. I am a <laughs> list maker. Put like, things like it makes it visual. Yeah. It gets it out of your head. Like you can take inventory in your head all you want to, but if you actually put pen to paper or fingertips to keyboard, it helps it helps you visualize it. Make, and it keeps you accountable because it's there. Yep. You can't argue with that. You can forget something that you made a mental list of. You yes. can't fucking forget it if you wrote it down on a piece of paper a right. week ago. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, yes. no. You're good. That's that's a good that's perfect point. Like what are you struggling with? Yeah. Actually writing these things down and taking the time and putting in the effort. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it bitch work, fine. But it does take time and it does take effort of being honest enough with yourself. It may, it may make it easier to ask for the things you're in need of, because if you can't visualize it and you don't know exactly what you need, you can't ask, you can't ask for it. How do you know you need a knife to cut that onion? If you don't know that you need a knife to cut the onion, you know, probably throw the onions away. Oh, onions are delicious. I know, but there's like, they're telling you to throw your onions out Oh, they are because there's a huge salmonella. Oh, there is. Yes. Oh shit. If you don't know where it came from, throw it away. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I had some, I, I thought my chicken last night and it smelled like farts. I've never had chicken smell like farts oh. coming out of a vac seal bag before. I was like, I'm going to throw this away. I yeah. Googled my chicken smells like farts. Salmonella. Yeah. Throw yeah. it away. Salmonella. Um, <laughs> self-care is super fucking yeah. important. Uh, we talked about self-care a bazillion times. Yes. Um, most specifically, my favorite conversation we've had about self-care thus far is with uh, Bama Burr. We talked yeah. about self-care and how it can be a bazillion different things for a bazillion different people. Yep. Set you time aside. What does that look like for mm-hmm. you? For me, I didn't do it last night because I stayed up late playing video games, but my night before we <laughs> record self-care video it games is, or self-care. It is self-care. <laughs> I did different self-care. Usually the night before we record, I like give myself a mani-pedi, mm-hmm. do the foot bath, you know, smoke a CBD stick, chill out, watch TV. Yeah. I'll do that tonight. But, um, find your thing that you make yourself do. You don't make yourself, I mean, that make, you enjoy keep yourself, doing, yeah. keep yourself accountable to do it because yeah. it will make you feel better. Um, yeah. it's like going to the gym. Yeah. Self-care is important. Um, it can be five minutes a day. Take that time to do just a quick meditation thing. Um, take mm. a short walk. You got a dog, take them for a walk, have them go shit in the neighbor's yard. Just make sure you're picking it up. when yes. you leave. <laughs> uh, read a book, an article. We've got supercomputers in our fucking pockets, 24, seven, 365. You can read anything. You can read about anything you want. Mindlessly scroll TikTok if Dude, you want. For real. Also can be super like educational. It can't. And <laughs> funny. Most yes. of the time, every like fifth video, there is one in there that they Sneak it in and it makes me laugh my ass off. The mm-hmm. Borat video chick a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Borat video girl, if you watch our pod or if you watch our shit or listen to our podcast, we love you. But so TLDR, <laughs> if you've seen Borat, he's it's the scene where he's talking about his neighbor. Yes. And well, she's talking about her her partner, her boyfriend, her husband. Oh. I don't remember. Oh, what, the legs. Oh the my leg day. god. So she's like, <laughs> I got arms. His arms got bigger. So it's I got I got this. He got a bigger back. I got legs. He did not. <laughs> he cannot afford. <laughs> he cannot afford. It's iPod mini for little girl. Oh, fucking Borat. Great movie, by the yes. way. If you've never watched it, be drunk or stoned. It helps. <laughs> um, read a book, an article, draw, color, coloring. Coloring is such it's a so great. so therapeutic. 
I love coloring. Like, Me too. I think it's my inner child thing because, you know, we didn't really get to have real childhoods because yeah. we were fucking living in awful. Yeah. But um, coloring and Legos are yeah. like two of the things that I've taken all the way through my life up to this point and I feel like are totally socially it's, acceptable activities these yeah, days. Yeah, it's therapeutic. You have one thing to focus yeah. on. Um, if you get one of those adult coloring books that are, I mean, they're, they're very super complex. Yes, exactly. And you can, you know... You or make it your own too. Yeah, for sure. All of that stuff, like any, whatever self-care looks like to you. And it does look different mm-hmm. to everybody. That could be fucking cleaning your house. Sewing, you know? Um, yeah, it can be whatever you want. What's your hobby? What do you do to de-stress? There you go. There's your self-care activity yeah. for the week. Yeah. Um, self-sacrifice can take its <sighs> soul. Yes. So I put this in here because I think that people get, hung up on and I could have gotten like way nerdier about this than I did but I wanted this to be like not nerdy today (laughs) for the mental health check episode but um self-sacrifice and caring for others are two very it's a fine line it is they should run more like parallel lines yeah they should be next to each other at all times they shouldn't really ever intersect yes um it can't self-sacrifice can take its toll so here's the cliche warning for the day okay (laughs) when you're (laughs) when you're living your life and and constantly being a giver and a helper this isn't a bad thing necessarily but you may not see the forest for the trees yeah so i don't know that like I hear this all the time, but it's never been truly explained. The definition of this cliche is basically saying that you may not be able to see the larger picture, which, I mean, which we mentioned earlier. If you're standing in a redwood forest, you have this big ass redwood right in front of you. You can't see the grand spectrum of, you know, the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. It, I love that saying. Um, Me too. That and in the weeds. Yeah. I can't yeah. today. I'm in the weeds, <laughs> I'm man. in the weeds, which is constantly me, I feel like. Fuck, I live in the weeds. <laughs> I am weed. I am, I am a weed. I am weed. Um, I bring this up because this. I'm super, I'm very much this way. Like, I get caught up in the moment, um, and I. it's hard for me sometimes to see the larger picture of things. Um, I feel like a wet blanket a lot. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's just a personality <laughs> trait, both of us. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah, but have you thought about this? <laughs> It's and not as everyone, fun. Everyone looks at you like you kicked their dog because yeah. no one had had this revelation. And it ha- was the first thing that came fun. into your brain. Yeah. Yeah. But have you taken the trash out? Dude, <laughs> I have I have killed entire creative meetings oh, with man. a single comment that no one has ever put in mind before. Just like, well, what about this? And the entire conversation fucking like, stops. Yeah. So that giant redwood you're looking at, a branch <laughs> just fell off of it. Now you can't get in the forest. That's a Forever personality me. trait. I'm, I'm that person. Yep. <laughs> me too. Yep. But by the time I'm able to recognize that I'm actually struggling or need help, I'm about to explode with anger. Um, I bring up anger. I border. I've mentioned this a few times on this podcast, but I have borderline personalities disorder. So for me, that means that I don't, my brain doesn't operate the same way as yours does. So like, instead of using one part of my brain, I use the, a completely different one to analyze and deal with things. So anger for me is my go-to emotion. It doesn't matter what I'm feeling. If I'm sad, anger is going to come out first. Um, so when I'm really stressed I, or I'm usually really stressed, uh, maybe I'm depressed uh, or I just need a fucking break in that general. That was a hard conversation to explain to my husband that sometimes I'm just fucking violently angry when I'm super depressed. And that was such a weird thing to explain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I break things. I don't hurt people, but I break shit when yeah. I get super mad. So if I, if like, I've had to work really hard at that. Um, a lot of times if I get super quiet, it's because I need time to process because mm-hmm. I got pissed off, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm actually feeling. Detachment is okay sometimes. Yeah. If it <laughs> if it's a, a cognitive thing and you're trying to be mindful and not like lash out at people, mm-hmm. like 
just sit with it. Give it a beat. Just sit with it. But it, this usually happens when I'm really stressed, depressed, whatever. I just get really mad. And this oftentimes results in me lashing out at the very people that I need help from. Yeah. Um, That's or a that I'm trying to help to do later. Right. Or oh. that I'm trying to help or protect or take care of. Um, I can be really short. And that's usually because I, I very much give to other people. Mm -hmm. Like I want to take care of other people. Like if you're into Angram stuff, I'm a number two to a fucking T. I got to take care of people because to me, then that, that means I'm needed. Yeah. And I get my validation from being needed. Feeling needed is a good feeling, but you shouldn't be searching for that 24, seven, 365 because you need yourself too. Yes, exactly. Um, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK, and we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, And BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, You can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those. Um, Waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before, too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to, um, and talk through some things, it's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com, that's H-E-L-P, slash M-T-K, um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash M-T-K. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash M-T-K, and get 10% off of your first month today. I, this happened to me yesterday. I don't even fucking know why. I woke up and just was not in a good mood because mm-hmm. some days that happens, yep. especially if you have anxiety, depression, BPD, like yeah. these things. If you have any sort of a mood disorder, like you could wake <laughs> up and fucking nothing has happened to you yet. Nope. You literally just got you out of bed. Opened your eyes. <laughs> and the day is already fucking garbage. That yep. was me yesterday. And I got in the stupidest fucking argument with Phil about something. I don't even remember what it was now. But then 30 minutes later, I had to do the thing where I'm like, <sighs> I'm really sorry. Yeah. I was an asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard too you're apologizing yeah. but you don't know why yeah it's I'm like, apologizing I don't know to you because I took something out on you but oh, I don't know I why I was taking was. it out on you so when we when we have I'm not going to necessarily call it an argument but if we have a heated discussion the way that my brain interprets feedback from other people he was like I I I just I process it and it might not even be true but this is how it comes into my brain mm. indignant um short very placating um, like I'm being spoken to, like I'm a child uh, and he's like, I didn't do any of those things. And it's like, I'm so sorry, but 
this has happened for so long mm-hmm. for me up to this point in my life with these people that I had called family mm-hmm. that that's how I interpret anything when he and I argue. Yeah. That's my first thing. I'm like, quit being so fucking indignant with me. Why don't you want to listen to me? And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You, you know what I do? I <laughs> um, Mental so, health is exhausting some it, days. It really is. So like I get into this, it's a cyclical, very cyclical for me. I, I give and I give and I give and I, I, you know, I'll clean the house and I'll, I'll do the things that I feel like I'm responsible for doing. But then I get so fucking angry if I don't get a, a thank you, like just fucking say thank you. I get so mad. I didn't ask for that. I didn't set the precedent for that. I'm expecting it. We are and you know what expectations person. fucking do? They set they you re- up for failure. They, not only that, but they lead to resentments. <laughs> yes, they do. You have an expectation in your brain, but no one else knows about it. Mm-hmm. It leads to resentments in your relationships because you're not fucking being vocal about what you need. That's a hard thing to learn. Yep. That is a very hard thing to Just learn. Just ask for it. And that fucked me up a lot in my 20s. I had expectations yeah. about everything and anything because, let's be honest, in our 20s, we were both in jobs where we were fucking crushing it. We mm. got anything we wanted. Um, management loved us. Like, we were the golden children of the fucking buildings that we lived in, respectively, in radio. Yeah. Um the world was at my fucking feet, but I had all these expectations and was constantly disappointed <laughs> because I had shit in mind that didn't match what actually happened yep. constantly. But you didn't ask for it either, did you? You didn't ask for it and you never like put any input in. You're yep. just automatically pissed when it wasn't what you thought it should have been. Yep. Spoiler alert, internet fanboys, this part's for you. Just because you think something should be a fucking way doesn't make it true. Yep. Like I watched yeah. people bitch about a video game for an hour yesterday because a deluxe edition cost a hundred dollars and there's dungeons <laughs> that you can only get on the deluxe edition. Oh I'm sorry, you pissy babies living <laughs> in your mother's basements. Play a new fucking video game if that's how you feel. Like, don't let your expectations ruin the fucking fun for everyone else, including yourself. Yeah. That that's the one thing. Um, especially when I think a lot of times with, with folks that um very much take care of other people. Um, maybe you're the only person who is able-bodied to be able to do something like that. Um, I think a lot of times, regardless of what situation you're in, be okay with asking for what you need. Yeah. If you don't vocalize it, like I don't really care what anybody says. Like my, I firmly believe that you can't read other people's minds. Um, so if you don't vocalize it, if you don't put it out loud, if you don't put it on paper, it's really difficult for other people to know that you have that expectation. Yes. And you can know someone extremely, extremely mm. well. I've been with the same person for going on 13 years. And there are days where I still don't know what the fuck he wants or what he's doing. Yeah. Like that's, that's life. That's yep. human. That's human. That's the fucking word I'm looking for. Human nature. Yeah. Like they, we are, we ebb and flow. Yep. So you need to ebb and flow with the people that are around you as well. Communication um, is really fucking important. It is. It is. <laughs> It is. And the funny thing is, like, being people that work in communication, sometimes the people that work in communications Are the aren't necessarily the best at it because yep. we do it as a job. <laughs> so then we aren't super forthcoming and clear when it comes to our interpersonal, like, off-the-clock shit. Yeah. Uh, because let's say, like, okay, for me personally, like, today, we're going to record an episode and then we're going to go do a TikTok Live. By the end of that TikTok Live, when I leave Sasha's house and go home across town in 30 minutes, I'm going to be fucking exhausted. exhausted. I'm going to yep. be tired. I'm going to take a nap. And you're going to be like, well, you only did an hour podcast and an hour TikTok live. Yes, but I was on for two hours and I am a hyper mega introvert and that's just exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to doing a job in radio where you talk for two minutes at a time for six hours, yeah. you know, like that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So like if, 
if the people around you are also telling you certain things, like listen to them too, yes. because that will help them help you better. And don't forget to take stock of where you are physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, if that's your thing too, mm-hmm. is super important. Being aware is not the same as being selfish. Being self-aware, there's nothing wrong with being self-aware. It is a gift until it's a curse. You can be too self-aware and sometimes that fucking sucks. But (laughs) again, it's better to be more self-aware than not because you don't want to have somebody else humble yourself for you. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, it really, yeah, that really does. Um, But taking care of yourself is being selfless because you're doing these things for yourself by yourself and it protects you and the people around you. Yeah, 100%. Well, that (laughs) leads into... The final topic we'll cover on this today. And I put this in here because I think it's really important to understand what this is as like um, a definition. Mm -hmm. Secondary traumatic stress disorder disorder or compassion fatigue, which I think um, all of us are experiencing. Yes. Two years into, it's an endemic now because this is the new normal. We are not doctors. We're not mental health care workers but we do do our research before we do any episode of yes. this podcast. Just know that if we're doing an episode about a topic, we, we've we looked it up to the point where we're confident that we know what we're talking about. We're yes. not those kind of people that are just going to fucking talk out of our asses. Yeah. According to CompassionFatigue.org, um, compassion fatigue is a broadly defined concept that can include emotional, physical, and spiritual distress in those providing care for others. It is associated with caregiving where people or animals are experiencing significant emotional or physical pain and suffering, and which is all of us. We've been seeing this a lot in the healthcare community yes. right now, and it sucks. Yeah, it really does. Um, um cause those are the people that, that literally will save our lives if we need them and they are burned the fuck out. Yep. Um, I really don't think that there are enough words um, to thank anybody that's in the healthcare community, um, those frontline workers, um, anybody in the healthcare community. The last, it's literally almost been two years. Um, and it it'll feels be in February. like an uphill bata- battle that isn't yeah. over yet. So thank you. Please don't stop fighting for us. There are people out there like us that see you and appreciate what you're doing and trust the science and we support yeah. you. So don't feel like you're out there on your own. Yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, yeah, like I said, there's not enough words uh, in the English language of gratitude um, <laughs> yeah. for all all those healthcare workers out there. So most the best description would be a hug, but we can't do that because yeah. we're here's on the a, internet. Here's an e hug. Yeah, high five. Yeah, fist elbow bump. bump, fist bump, whatever we're doing these days, <laughs> socially distanced practicing whatever (laughs) um staying in this for too long without seeking help can lead to animosity negative feelings resentment we've talked about that you don't want to resent the people that you're around every day yeah um i've lived that life it fucking sucks you don't want to be that person when you resent everything every fucking day it just is a snowball that gets bigger and bigger and bigger except for the snowball is a piece of shit so it's a snowball of shit rolling down a hill that's going to hit you eventually and you're just going to be covered in shit yeah, Who wants to be <laughs> laying on the ground, shit? covered in shit, wondering what happened. Yeah, like, no, literally, thank you. don't sit in it for too long. You yeah. can feel feel whatever feelings you're feeling. Work through them, though. That's the important part of this. When yeah. you feel feelings, feel them 100 percent. Know what's going on with yourself, but then figure out how to work through it. Yes. Um, in our society, we're often taught to put the needs of others ahead of our own. Um, I feel like this is especially a thing if you were raised by baby boomers. Yeah. Um, because I watched my mother put herself before anybody else when it came to her family. And therefore she thought that she could shit on me and my sister 
and she still shits on my sister, but my sister's too fucking in it to figure out what's happening. Yeah. Um, that like, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. It's um, generational. I think it's absolutely generational. And if you have parents that are like that, like I watched my grandfather moved in with us when I was in high school until I was a junior, I couldn't have friends over to stay the night because my elderly grandpa would walk down the hallway and I, he just, he, he would pee himself as he walked down the hallway. Cause he was old. Yeah. I couldn't have friends over. I had to sacrifice my life and my social shit because my mom wanted to be a fucking martyr. Don't yeah. do that to the people around you. Well, don't do that. And I think that there's um, a lot too with, I don't know, I think our parents are about the same age, but mm-hmm. like, it, it's also like situational. So like, I'm sure that there was some trauma there for your mother that she probably hadn't worked through. Yeah. I know definitely for my mother, it's weird to call her my mom, sorry. <laughs> um, but my mom definitely had some unhealed trauma. Um, that she just, she was not, neither one of my parents were of the maturity or forthright to probably have a child. I'm honestly glad that I'm the only one they had to fuck up. But after, after you just have to, that's why I brought up at the top of this episode, like healing that trauma and then having the tools in your toolbox to be able to deal with the patterns of behavior that you have from your past trauma it is only beneficial to you. Yes. And it's so necessary if you want to keep living. Um, and I, I mean that wholeheartedly, like, because honestly, when you get that much resentment for yourself and everyone around you in your life, you want nothing else but to fucking quit. Mm. Um, don't let that happen. It's not yeah. fun. It's not a good look either. Yeah. Well, and, and being aware of what it is that you're experiencing is a first huge, 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 yeah. huge, huge step. Self-awareness is huge. I don't think that we talk about how key awareness is when we have these conversations. Yeah. It's super fucking important. Just being aware. That's like the first step in the whole fucking process. I wish that my parents would have been more aware and that they would not have had me at the point in their marriage that they were in because I was three years old and they were trying to kill each other. Well, mostly my father was trying to kill my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Like, she had broken ribs. Like, here's the thing. My mom has experienced her fair share of fucked up shit, too. And I'm pretty sure that has something to do with part of the reason as to why I'm so fucked up as well. Because, yeah. again, generational trauma is very much a real thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, you you think you can't ever come back from something like that? You can. It just yeah. takes a lot of fucking work. It's work. And time. Yeah. You can come back from anything. You can come back from anything. I promise you. We've been abused. We've been neglected. We've been assaulted. Like, you know, like I'm just speaking generally for mm-hmm. both of us mm-hmm. here. Like, we've gone through a lot of shit. A lot of fucked up shit that we should never have seen at the ages that we saw that at. Mm-hmm. Or dealt with at the ages that we dealt with it at. You can come back from fucking anything. You're fucking yeah. indestructible. The only limit is the thing in between your ears, that fucking Mm. squishy gray thing that runs the show. Like be in tune with yourself because when you're able to see what you're going through and why it makes it easier to start working to make it better. Yep. Um, And sometimes you need to have the friend sit down and be like, look, dude, you're fucking in it. And I see that. What do we do to make it stop? Yep. It can be as easy as that. And then after that, acquire whatever tools it is that you need to heal yourself. And if you don't know what those tools are, again, therapy is expensive, but you can look at things like WebMD, BetterHelp. They have a blog. Yes, they do. Like all of these websites have 
information. Make sure that it's good information. Make sure it's reputable information from sources that you can verify. But that's a good place to start if you can't afford therapy right now. Therapy's yeah. great, but it is fucking expensive in this country. Yes, if you live somewhere where it's free, please take advantage of it. Absolutely. Like Even we, if you think you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Hoodwinking yourself into thinking you're good is also a skill set. Mm-hmm. You have to undo that skill set. It's called compartmentalizing. It sure is. Like we understand that it's a, it's really difficult to ask for help, especially when you by nature are a caregiver. Like totally understand that. But don't drown because you feel like you have to yeah. or because that's your purpose. Your purpose is not to drown and never have your needs met. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like don't drown. You have needs. They should be met. Even those of us who naturally take care of others um, need help from time to time. And that takes time and space. We're all human beings here. Um, demand the same grace from others that you offer to other people. And if they don't like it, tough shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, TS. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you. Um, if you don't already follow us, rate, review our podcast, that shit helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget, you know, follow us on all the socials. Obviously, we're most active right now on TikTok, but we also have Instagram, Facebook. We're at MTK Staff on Twitter. We're at Meathead Test Kitchen everywhere else. Uh, you can email us if you have any questions about episodes or, you know, an idea for an upcoming episode. Hello at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. Slide into our DMs if you want. Say what's up. Uh, we don't want your dick pics. We're married. We've seen penises. We're good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there because it always happens. Uh, until next week, Meathead Test Kitchen. Uh, Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.